0: We are joined by Chicago Cubs infielder Miles Mastroboni on this fun Friday show. Tune in. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Sam Older. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Welcome into the show. I hope everybody is having a great Friday. We have a great treat. For you today, as Miles Masterboney will be joining us in a little bit. I recorded that part of the show earlier on Thursday, so uh, I'll be putting that in here soon. I just wanted to do a few minutes solo on the show. I, I really, I don't have much today. I thought Matt and I really had a successful week, kind of breaking down David Ross and Bellinger, and and how I'm kind of not over the way things are. So. I think really quickly. I'm just going to give you guys a playoff update uh, because this is a baseball show, uh, and then I will I will pass it over to Miles and and you know we will get to that interview. Uh, as as it stands currently, I'm recording a Thursday at about five thirty Central Time. So uh, the Minnesota Twins and Texas Rangers are going to meet in the ALCS. That is set. That should be a pretty fun series. I'll definitely watch some of that. Right. AL West rivals, Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy. that uh, that th- that's a fun series. Old school managers, uh, same state. Uh, that- that's gonna be a really fun series with with you know tensions being very high. Obviously the Astros defending world champs, probably the most successful team of the last, I don't know, you know, six, seven years in baseball versus the Rangers, who, you know, famously you know, ha- haven't really been that close since you know their disaster of a World Series loss to the Cardinals in 2011. So, you know, I'm really excited for that series. And then in the National League, to no surprise, the Arizona Diamondbacks easily swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. And and one takeaway I did have, and I, and, and I admittedly haven't watched much of the DS's, but I've been keeping up with it. One takeaway I did have is you know, I come on the show all the time and in big moments, I got on Dansby Swanson for not delivering and Marcus Stroman for not delivering and rightfully so. And I think Dansby Swanson, especially if he came on the show would, would echo that he didn't perform well enough because he said it himself. But when you, what you realize when you watch other teams is it happens to everybody. And even though it was a three game series, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who are the best one, two punch in all baseball. And I say one, two punch, I mean, literally they hit first and second in the order. I know Acuna and Olson as well, but, but, but I'll take Betts and Freeman. And, and Freddie Freeman is a guy that his, his profile is hitting in the postseason. They went one for that entire series. And in games two and three, they had opportunities. The, the, the back end of the, the Dodgers order was getting on base, couple guys on for bets, a couple guys on for Freeman, and they continually, continuously did not deliver. And it was just kind of uh, a reminder to me that this happens in baseball. You know, Even the best guys in the absolute world slump at the wrong times you know you know it's not a moment thing for Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman Mookie Betts has won two world series you know Freddie Freeman's won a world series so um just kind of a reminder sometimes for myself and for us that we get so locked in uh pun intended locked on the Cubs you realize around the league that this does happen guys slump at the wrong times um and then Philly they lead 2-1 heading into tonight's game Thursday night's game Uh, to try and close that out. That's going to be a great one uh, at Citizens Bank. Spencer Strider, Ranger Suarez. If the Braves win, it's 2-2 back to Atlanta with Max Fried on the bump. If the Phillies win, it's a Philly-Arizona NLCS. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. I think the rest we're going to take to Miles. I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview. I thought it was really, really thoughtful um, on his part, just in terms of his answers. Uh, he, he did a really nice job kind of breaking down his perspective on things like hitting and, and analytics and, and the team itself. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, it was very fun uh, to do. Before we get to Miles, this episode is brought to you by Per. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 at sleeper. It's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to a hundred times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats, like home runs, strikeouts, hits and more use promo code lockdown. You'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms for use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. We are back here on Locked on Cubs with a very special guest today. He was one of the Cubs' hottest hitters down the stretch in September. Uh, I owe our mutual friend Adam a nice dinner on me for making this happen, so thank you, Adam. We have Cubs infielder Miles Mastroboni. Miles, thank you so much for coming on, man. How are you doing? Where are you at? And uh, I'm excited to talk to you.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm good, man. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, I'm out here in uh, Jersey enjoying the, the nice fall weather, probably very similar out there in uh, Chicago, getting some golfing and stuff before uh, workouts
0: start ramping up. It is going to rain for 100 straight hours this weekend in Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, well, you might have to come out to Jersey then. <laughs> yeah it is it is my softball game already got canceled tonight uh it's it's not great but uh yeah really excited to have you on I think the first thing I want to ask you is kind of off off what I was saying in, in in the intro you finished the year really strong had a tremendous second half of the season and and I think the easy question to ask you would be hey did you make any adjustments or did you do anything differently at the plate? But really when you, when you dig into it, like I did last night, the first half of the season kind of was just really unlucky <laughs> for the most part. Uh, uh, you know, when you, when you look at your batted ball stats and all that stuff. So, so what, what do you explain? What do you attribute to your second half to, was it more just the norm or did you do anything differently at the plate? No, to be honest with you, didn't really do
1: too much different. Um, yeah. Like you said, you, uh, the beginning of the season, you know, you, everybody wants to get off to a good start, right? If you're able to get off to a good start, you can kind of maintain the goals that you're trying to, uh, trying to accomplish. But when you start off kind of tough or start off kind of rough, like um, then you start maybe pressing a little bit and, sure. you know, you're trying to do things. But I think like you kind of just said, I, I think I sat down and about a month in the season it's like, you look at, um, you know, my bats and stuff like that. Like, I was hitting balls hard. I just couldn't, I couldn't find green grass. I couldn't find a hole. I couldn't nub a ball over the shortstop. I couldn't. So that comes with it. Right. Um, Leading into the second half, you know, maybe I caught myself searching a little bit, um, you know, not really looking in and being like, you know what, you're, you are hitting balls hard and you just got to kind of stick with it. And um, you know, with the role that I was kind of in um, you don't see as much time. So it's hard to, um, trust some things when you get in there and then sure, sure. when you come down the stretch I, you know I, I just every single day like I was in the field I was just I was just getting my work in um, preparing for that time in case in case the team needed me whenever the case may be and um, right. you know yeah. things I had some I had some uh, some balls fall for me uh, yeah. towards the end of the season so that was a good feeling for sure.
0: Yeah, and you said a lot of things that I'm gonna I'm gonna get to with later questions because because there, there's so much there about your role and and how hard it is to lock in every day when you're not getting consistent at bats and all that stuff. The the one kind of negative question I have to ask is is as obviously the the season didn't end the way anybody wanted it to end, right? Sure. And down the stretch of the season, you know, as I said, I mean, you, you were pretty much, you know, an everyday guy when righties were on the mound. Uh, is there anything, you know, we, we heard so much stuff from the outside, and I know you can't give us much, but from the outside about fatigue and, and, you know, what's going on down the stretch? Is there anything you noticed in the clubhouse down the stretch, or was it just a, a situation where, you know what, Sam, we, we just didn't play our, 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 our best ball at the right time?
1: Yeah, I think I think it was. I think maybe a little bit of both, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, and everybody deals with it down the stretch, right? Like sure. it's not just us. It, every team's dealing with fatigue, and guys are right. guys are right. grinding coming down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? You're you're yeah. just not fresh. That's that's everybody's case, right? Um, yeah. You know, we I would say we we were a little bit streaky during this year, probably yeah. a little more streaky than we wanted to be. Um, yeah. And I think, like you just said. Uh, I think we ran into a little bit of a gauntlet going down the stretch with some good teams. And, you know, we, we know we can play with those teams though. I think we showed that the outcome yeah. might not have showed it, but right. I think, I mean, I, you know, Dansby said this kind of all year, Nico, Hap like we'll put this team up against anybody. Like we, we got some guys that can fight on this team and um, yeah. you know, unfortunately and you know, we were saying the same thing in the, in the locker room, we were bummed and um, you know, things just didn't, didn't end the way that, that we thought it was going to with, um, with how well we were kind of playing there uh, in the end of September. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it's, that's how it goes, man. It's it's so funny. You know, we have a show, we talk about it every single day, right? It's, it's a daily podcast. So you could imagine the overreactions to every win and every loss. So, you know, when I talk to a player, it always kind of makes me realize just, outside of the obvious having no talent whatsoever, why I wasn't a uh, professional athlete because huh. you, have to, you have to have that mindset. Um, all right. So here's – I, I want to transition into a question I think you're perfect for because this is a nerdy question. Um, some questions I ask are for the audience. Some are for me. This one's for me. So you came from Tampa, right? And, and I am a – I am not a get-off-my-lawn guy. I, I understand that that analytics – has a huge role in the game of baseball and, and and there's a place for it. My issue with analytics is it doesn't account enough for situations right so if you're if you're if the Cubs are up 14 to two in the ninth and you come up and you hit a grand slam off a position player that shouldn't count. To your, you know, your WOBA, your WRC plus, all that stuff, as much as you come up, you pinch hit in the ninth inning off Devin Williams and you you hit a game tying base hit up the middle, right? Like those two things should not one of those things is way more important because it's about winning games, right? Mastro. Are we on a nickname level yet? Can I call you Mastro? Go for it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh you know, those two things aren't equal. And you're such a perfect example because you're a guy that has bat to ball skills you're a guy that was always in the lineup when you were up with the team you always faced the toughest righties right Mitch Keller's on the mound Mastro's in right the 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 nasty guys so my question to you is is how do you are are you an analytic guy or are you somebody that's like hey I'm not really worried at the end of the year where my OPS lies or anything like that at the big league level because I know my role is to hit good pitching to put the bat on the ball and and, and get clutch hits when contacts needed like how do you view that that kind of debate
1: yeah yeah i mean i think you said it perfectly like there's a hundred percent um a part in this game for analytics right like it's going to help the player it's going to help you know the staff everything like for you to kind of um look at some stuff and um you know see where things might be lacking or but i think also at the same time like I don't think you need to dive like too hard into this. Like, right. I think for me, like as a player, right. um, I'm a little more old school. I, I'm I'm all about like, you know, um, winning. Job done. Winning, yeah. right? Yeah. Job done. Like, doesn't yeah. matter how it looks. Like, right? Just flick a ball into the outfield. Get on yeah. base, right? Yeah, like, right. Of course. You get in the plus count. You know, it's time to do some damage. Like, let's get my swing off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, as the player. I think, um, uh, like I said, there's a spot for it, but I don't think it takes in the human aspect sure. as a player, right? Like going out in front of forty thousand fans every single day, like right. that's 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 a, there's an effect there for sure, right?
0: Right. Crowd roars like bases loaded, two outs, standing ovation. 100%. You got a full count, right? Like that stuff matters. Yeah. Pitching wise, if
1: you're pitching off, if you're going two days straight, three days straight, like your stuff's just not going to be as elite as if you were rested and and this and that. So sometimes I don't think analytics uh, take in that human aspect like I talked about. But I I do believe that um, you can use analytics to help you get better and um, to help the team win and, you know, certain matchups depending on the situation, you know, could definitely help for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's, this is such a, I don't want this to turn into a nerdy conversation, but it's so interesting and it's so cool to hear it from somebody like yourself. Cause like, you're the perfect example of why, where analytics could be deceiving. Cause it's like, if you look at your, like your, your, your triple A numbers, which we're going to get to in a second are are ridiculous. So like, those are, those are going to look great. But like, when you look at your final numbers with the Cubs this year, that doesn't tell the full picture. I mean, you're the the first half of the season, you're not playing and, most of the time you're in the lineup like i think a perfect example and then i'll move on from this i gotta we have an ad read anyway is there was a game towards the end of the year you guys were playing pittsburgh at home and the, the first game you guys blew them out and canary i think canario hit a grand slam made a huge yeah, game and, yeah. and then and the that night we recorded the show and everyone's like hey canario and this is no knock against canario it's just was, canario's got to play every day and i said guys Keller's on the mound tomorrow. You're going to see Masturbone in there because of the matchups, right? Like that's just how it works. And it analytics doesn't take into account that a lot of your at-bats this year came against really good right-handed pitchers. You know what I mean? Like that's a part of it as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, 100%. I think um, that's, that's kind of that um, human element that I kind of say is like – Right, right. Um, when guys are hot, like I think any hitter would kind of tell you like – it doesn't really matter who you sure. kind of face. Like sure. when I'm feeling good. I step yeah. in that box and like I'm spewing confidence. I know that guy can't get me out type deal. And like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter who I'm facing. And, yeah. you know, I think that's the kind of part that like, I'm kind of talking about there. where like, you sure. know, and you see it kind of all over the league, right? Like she matches heavy and this and that. And like, it's good. Like they're trying to put people in the best position to succeed. But, um, when you see guys that are hot, right? Like this is anybody. Sometimes you got to roll with them and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. And like, all right, like we put him against a guy that we usually don't. Let's see what he does. You know?
0: Right. We we posted a graphic yesterday. I think the Cubs had like 130 something different lineups this year, which is about the norm. The only team that really didn't have many was the Braves. And you know, that kind of speaks for itself, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. That's really good stuff. We're going to, Uh, go over a couple more questions with Miles Masturbone coming up next. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action in the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predictable will happen the next at bat with quick bets so head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now step up to the plate this postseason with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed make every moment more with fanduel official sports betting partner of the lockdown podcast network and major league baseball we are back here with cubs infielder miles master really good stuff already about analytics and perspective and I have one more kind of question off of that. And then I have some simple stuff from the fans going off of the mental part of the game, which I think you, you, you've already done a really good job painting a picture. You bounce back a lot back and forth this year, right? Iowa Cubs, Iowa Cubs. Talk about to take us through what the mindset is is on that where it's a situation where if you're hitting well you know it's a numbers game i'm i might go two for three with a walk and and have a big day and it doesn't matter the next day i might be going to iowa how do you stay locked in at your task um and and how does that go
1: yeah i mean i think
0: there's two ways you can go about it right um
1: and you you know when when stuff like that happens like you're always going to be frustrated right like sure you know um there's no kind of easy way to put that but like you can get frustrated and you can let it affect you or you can spin it and be like, you know what? All right. Like I'm going to go down there and just get my work in. Like, this is the time for me. Like I'm going to play every single day and let's kind of hone my skills in where, when I get back up there um, I got these simple cues that I can go to that just keep me consistent. right? Right. I think with my game, like when you talk about the analytics, like I'm probably not going to shoot numbers off the chart. Like you, you won't look at my, exit velos, uh, di- you know, right. distant, whatever the case may be, like, that's probably not going to jump off the, off the chart at you, but right. I pride myself in consistency. I think, you know, you kind of look at, at my stats coming up through like right around 300 every year, I pride myself in that. Um, you know, I, I try and hold myself up to a standard. So like when those kind of adversity and those things happen through the season, like you got to kind of find the, the good in it, right? Like I'm going to go down there and play. I'm going to hone in what I need to hone in. And like, when I come back up here, like it's go time now.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, and going off that, I, I only got two more for you. The numbers at triple a, I mean, they're, they're, they're really kind of eye popping. I mean, I knew of them, but not until I did my research for the, for the interview. I mean, I didn't realize, I mean, the OBP this year, I mean, you know, I think I don't know how many games it was. It wasn't a ton of games, but four fifty AAA. triple a, uh this year at Iowa the year before you know when you were with the Rays organization it was you know you hit 300 w- what is it about that is it is it is it a pitching thing is it more you're just more comfortable because you know you're going to be playing I mean because those numbers are I mean they're pretty eye-popping I mean the OPS was like thanks, over yeah. Nine, 900.
1: Yeah thanks I mean honestly I you know you you don't try and change too much to be yeah. honest with you like my mindset's the same. Um, I think it's just when you get to the big leagues, you're playing against the best in the world. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? all like, it is. Right. These guys, you know two-o splitters. Exactly. <laughs> like you're not getting many when you get in that vantage counts, they're still throwing their best pitch at you, They're right. side their slider, their changeup, whatever the case may be. You know? Even if you're like, hitting ninth. Exactly. You right. know, they they know like they know it too as well. Like right. everybody's in the big leagues for a reason. Like nobody gets up here because they just know somebody or like, you know, this is like for you to get to the big leagues, like it's, it's a big deal. You, you gotta be really talented and, um, you gotta do things. There's gotta be a couple things in your game that you do really well that stick out. And, um, you know, we, we kind of joke about it in the locker room is like, when you have a kind of a tough day or whatever the case may be like, yo, that guy drives the Lambo to the field too, you know, like (laughs) he's kind of, he's getting paid. And unfortunately, like, you know you're you're pissed off like you want to get a hit every single time you go up but like sure when you look at the bigger picture like that guy's that guy's getting paid as well so you know you're just trying to do what you um find things to just help simplify i think at this level and um you know just leave it all out there i try and just leave it all out there whenever i go out and play and um and see what happens
0: yeah yeah it's that's that's great um Two quick ones for you, um, and then and then we'll get you out of here. We really appreciate your time. Uh, thank uh, th- you. Th- these are from fans. These are from the listeners. Um, what what is your most comfortable position if you have one?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up I grew up playing shortstop a lot, so yeah, you know, definitely comfortable over there. Um, and then I, I probably played a lot of second coming up um, yeah. if I would if I dove kind of in um i've probably got most of my time at second base yeah so um, i would probably say those two i'd probably say second over short just because in the later years that's what i've been playing and Um, unfortunate
0: unfortunately those spots are 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 pretty much taken oh yeah for sure (laughs) but um third base you look very comfortable though i thought no,
1: thanks yeah you know i, I didn't see uh, too much time throughout my minor league career kind of yeah. coming up so i was really uh i was really pleased with the way i, I moved over there and kind of adapted to that position because even mm-hmm. though it's still in the infield like it's a it's a it's different, different position it's yeah. a different position over there so yeah. i was really pleased with the way i went over there and yeah i, I think so. that position in the big leagues and and um and i thought i did pretty well and and picked it pretty well so you know, I got a lot of time in the outfield coming up with the with the Rays because I had a, a similar situation just with a lot of prospects with the Rays in the infield. And, you know, they're heavy in the middle infield. So I had a lot of time from 2018 through through 22 spending time in the outfield. So, you know, um, to pick one,
0: I'd probably say second, you know, yeah. short falling right behind it. Yeah. Is that something – sorry, I'm adding this in, but is that something in the offseason like you're like, okay, you know – uh, Cubs you got Danphy there. they got Nico there, obviously, in a pinch, I know I can play those positions, but but do you look at like the off season and look, okay, where are the holes, where are the openings, and then do more work there? Yeah, I mean, I think you'll always do something like that, but yeah. uh you know, I think I'm the kind of
1: guy that's that's gonna be moving around all three, so yeah, it doesn't you matter. Know, I'm gonna work all three. I think um if you take ground balls at shortstop, you're gonna use your feet a lot more than second base, so right. Um, when I'm doing work in the middle, I'll take them at short just to keep my feet moving. And, sure. and third base is just a lot of hands and, um, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll stay over there for, for that kind of work and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, you still
0: stay moving around for the most part. Awesome. Last one for you. And I, this is kind of a, this is a classic fan naive question, but I, I'm curious the answer to it. Cause I really don't know. Um, and that is, you know, you, you run a lot, you steal a lot of bases w- when you get on. Is it a, do you always get assigned to steal or do you get the green light or is it both? Like, how, how does that work? Is, is it situation dependent? <clears throat> situation dependent for sure. Um, <clears throat>
1: first thing that's got to run through your head is, um, is this the right time to go? You know? Yeah. Um, right? you know, you can't be, you don't want to risk, um, something if there's just really, if it's not calling for it in the game. Um, I, but for the most part, um, the guys that speed, Nico, me, um, Magical, those are the kind of guys that they'll turn green lights on. But um, okay. I got to give my guy Mike Napoli a huge shout out here. He's, yeah, yeah, he's I, the man I, at first base. I um, like yeah, it. He's helped me so much this year. I'm a huge um, fan of him. Yeah, I, I got nothing but good things to say about yeah. him. He helped me yeah. a lot. I learned a lot yeah. from him.
0: Yeah, this year
1: just picking up what he sees in pitchers' tendencies and tips, and if there's something that we can go off of you know, he helped me out big time. So, um, you know, I always look over at him. If you see me at right. first base, um, if ever I peek over at him, I'm usually, I can't give it out, but I'm usually yeah. looking, is this a good time to go? Should we do it? Type deal. We're always yeah. talking it over and everything. So, um, yeah. he's the man over there.
0: Yeah, no, that's, <clears throat> that's great. I've always said that. I, I there, there's something about Napoli. You, you could just, just from, from watching every game, you could tell yeah. that yeah. he knows what he's doing. Well, Listen, man, we really appreciate you coming on. the The invitation is is always open if you ever want to come on. If you ever want to to, to pl- plug something or, or closer to the season, we obviously hope that that you're playing uh, with the Cubs next year. And you. Um, you, you know, I w- wish you wish you more success. And and this was really good stuff. I, I learned a lot for, from your perspective and. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on. I know our listeners are going to as well. So, no, I
1: appreciate it. It was fun, man. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am going to do my closing real quick. Where is it? There it is. Shout out to the Everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week and you could become an Everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. I'm Sam Olber. He's Miles Masturbone and And this is Locked On Cubs.